we have a commenter who's saying, yeah, but the DXY is going up. So the DXY is a comparison of the dollar against a basket of currencies. Yeah. Explain for people why the DXY is not a real indicator of dollar strength when it comes to like everyday purchases of goods and services. Yeah, I love that question, especially for new people who may be new to these sectors. Yeah, the DXY, you're just me measuring the dollar against a basket of, I think it's six other fiat debt-based fiat currencies. And the mm -hmm. biggest one is being is the Euro. So if you've got six currencies and they're all falling, but the dollar maybe in, during periods of time is slowing less or falling at a slower pace than the other ones, it's gonna show relative strength and that DXY is gonna go up. Even though it's falling, it's losing purchasing power. Hey everybody, it is Rob Kintz with goldsilverpros.com and we're back with Steve Penny with the Silver Chartist to tell us what he is seeing in the charts and to discuss silver and also a new service that he has for his subscribers. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm doing great, great Rob. It's always fun to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you on a Friday once we've had you know the week behind us and have a good look at what's going on in the world. And uh, one of the observations you had made was about bonds. Uh, I think we're hitting up against some sort of resistance line. What's going on there? Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest stories that um, I shouldn't say isn't getting talked about because it is, but it's, it's, I think it's hard to comprehend the significance of what's happening in the bond market because we, we're, we just saw a 40-year bull market in bonds. In other words, for four straight decades, yields have been falling steadily. And most money managers, investment professionals have never experienced a period of rising rates. And I think March of 2020 likely was the top in the bond market. And we're seeing yields spike here recently. Now, we are up against some major resistance, 40-year resistance line in the 10-year so, you know, we could back and fill a little bit here, but I do think that, that we're seeing a major trend reversal and that's going to affect all markets, including silver, gold, housing, uh, general equities. And, uh, you know, it, that's not a good thing for most people, but, um, you know, unfortunately that's, that's reality. Yeah. Let's explore how that could affect markets. I know mortgage rates up, for example, uh, and at the same, at the same time, prices are at their all time high. And I think real estate has pulled back a little bit. Now we're starting to see some slump in terms of real estate sales because houses are unaffordable, rates are up. So you have price and the debt. Up. So the payments have been pushed beyond what people can afford. So housing is going to have to pull back here if, um, you know, for the market to reach equilibrium. Well, what about some of the other markets? How do you think it's going to affect them? Yeah, well, general equities are usually tied to nominal rates. Uh, so, so are gold and silver. But I think the bigger picture here is we've got a $30 trillion national debt and every 1% rise in interest rates is about 300 billion in interest payments that the government has to fund. And where's that money gonna come from? And if the Fed is stepping back from buying this debt, who is gonna buy it? Who, who wants to buy US debt? We're gonna continue to run these deficits. And now I know in the past, like in, I think it was around 2014, somewhere in there, when the Fed started its last tightening cycle, you know, we kind of mysteriously saw, like, I think it was Belgium, was it Belgium? It was one of those countries, uh, a European country stepped up out of nowhere and started buying our debt. But someone's gonna have to, or else rates are just gonna go through the, through the, through the roof and uh, it, it will affect everything. You know, uh, equities are likely to, you know, the stock market has never been more overvalued on a fun fundamental basis, no matter how you measure it. And uh, technically as well. And the same goes for housing and, you know, a, a lot of markets. Yeah. And that's going to be the, uh, the subject of my talk for April 27th conference next mm -hmm. week. The investor action summit is why this time is different. And the first thing I'm going to lead off with are the, the PE 10 ratios. 
mm-hmm. and why they're basically at the highest valuation ever. And we've seen the last three weeks, the stock market has begun to pull back. So I think there's a realization that it was, you know, too for all the, especially in the tech sector, Netflix has crashed down to its 2018 mm-hmm. valuation. It's lost, I don't know, 60 or 70%, whatever the number is. So, that's, so there's definitely signs that that's been happening. NASDAQ, um, I, I think last year, half of the companies in NASDAQ lost 50% or something like that. It was crazy. It just held together by some of the guys at the top. So the, so the markets are starting to wreck. We're starting to have some rollover in the economy. Uh, I, I would think that this would be bullish for gold and silver. We did have a nice pop in gold and silver a couple of weeks ago. It's been sort of range trading since then. What's your realistic view on where the precious metals are going to go? Yeah, this price action over the last few days here, um, you know, if you go on social media, you see people kind of panicking and uh, all up in arms. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything concerning right now in the charts. We're above a rising 200-day moving average in gold. I mean, we had a really big move, really far. We moved really far, really fast. And price doesn't continue to just move up on that trajectory. That's not how markets work. So this is Mm -hmm. just, from my perspective, a bullish, healthy consolidation pattern in gold. And, you know, as long as we hold above a rising 200-day moving average, to me, that's the definition of an uptrend. And I think we're just consolidating prior to making new highs later this year. How do you think, uh, recently I did a show Tuesday about France repatriating its gold, and it repatriated its gold from 2013 to 2016 from London. But what it also did is revitalize its Paris Trading Center. And mm-hmm. some of the comments from uh, the, the French were, hey, we used to be a major trading center here in Europe. For gold and we want to be one so now and they're teaming we think with jp morgan they said a big bank to to basically offer gold sale leasing type services precious metal services and and this is going to be i guess in competition with the london market and to a lesser extent comex you see that happening you see last year i gave a talk at silver symposium about this you see jp morgan helping china expand the shanghai expand uh all of the traders, I think there were 52 traders added last year to the Shanghai, big trading houses to trade on the Shanghai index. And, and you have Texas with the bullion depository, which the office of the controller in Texas said, we set this up as a competitor to New York. So you're seeing all of these other gold markets open up. Steve, we're so used to analyzing COMEX data. How does that change our analysis of the gold price? Do we still look at the CME numbers in trading gold and, and look at those charts? Or do you think at some point we may have a regional market, we may have to look at more than one price? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for, for sure in the short term, you know, the COMEX price matters, the paper price matters. If you're short term trading, and I do some of that, but you know, 90% of what I do is longer term investing. And we're, we're seeing, I think the COMEX over time is gonna lose relevance. Uh, there's no denying that. And the market mm-hmm. is gonna have to wake up to the fact that there's a lot more claims on gold and even more so in silver than actual silver, physical silver and gold exist. And, you know, mm-hmm. when that realization comes, I'm not sure exactly, but we see these things that you just mentioned all moving in that direction. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a big wake up call. And I think it's probably coming sooner rather than later. So what do you see specifically in your charting? Are you just looking at precious metals or talk about some of the other things that, that you chart out for your members as well? Yeah. So I, I look at silver and gold every day. I look at uranium. I look at the mining stocks and I like to use a lot of ratios as well to kind of see what's undervalued relative to each other. Because, you know, what what I like about ratios is they remove the dollar from the equation. You can see Mm -hmm. just what's, uh, you know, undervalued relative to each other. And uh, junior silver miners continue to be the most undervalued component of the whole precious metals complex. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, they're more speculative and there's some risk associated with that. But Mm -hmm. I, I see that's where I see the bargains are right now in the junior silver miners. That's one thing that stands out to me. 
The other thing I mentioned is uh, bonds, you know, up against major resistance, uh, depending on how, how you measure it. You know, the yields are up against major resistance and, uh, you know, the actual bond ETFs are deeply oversold. So I think they're due for a rally. Yeah, we'll talk more about the debt markets on the channel next week. We're going to have Kieran Von Hess come back, uh, Deso Games, who does some excellent charting. He's done some charts on mortgage-backed securities specifically and how bad they are. And we're really going to break down how bad that end of the market. I think the debt markets are really, really in trouble here. It's not just the rising rates on the 10-year and the two-year, the fact that we had a yield curve inversion. I think the constitution of the debt is also going to become an issue again, just like it was in 2008, 2009. And I think that's really just indicative of the Western system, the age of the dollar. Oh, Steve, I, I had this comment on a video yesterday from a follower about the dollar. We did an interview with Ian of Arc Silver, and we were talking about how it, it's not that inflation's up. It's the weakness of the dollar, really. And if you were taught in Austrian economics, the weakness of the dollar, based on how many you produce relative to your growth, your GDP, is how much the dollar is going to be debased, and that's why prices are rising. Simple concept, you know, supply, demand, economics 101. We have a commenter who's saying, yeah, but the DXY is going up. So the DXY is a comparison of the dollar against a basket of currencies. Yeah. Explain for people why the DXY is not a real indicator of dollar strength when it comes to, like, everyday purchases of goods and services. Yeah, I love that question, especially for new people who may be new to these sectors. Yeah, the DXY, <laughs> you're just me measuring the dollar against a basket of, I think it's six other fiat debt-based fiat currencies and the mm -hmm. biggest one is being is the euro so if you've got six currencies and they're all falling but the dollar maybe in, during periods of time is slowing less or falling at a slower pace than the other ones it's going to show relative strength and that dxy is going to go up even though it's falling it's losing purchasing power so mm -hmm. I, I track it because you know a lot of these trading algorithms uh the dollar is an input so over the short term it, that can matter but mm -hmm. It's not like a sign of, oh, we've got a healthy dollar because the DXY is moving up. That's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get your comment on what's going on in the currency markets. It looks like the world's moving to, to central bank digital currencies, mm -hmm. sort of a, a, a warring cash, if you will. Ian and I were talking yesterday about change, how the nickel is 9.9 .9 cents, but your actual purchasing mm -hmm. power is five. You know, it's Gresham's law. People are going to pull nickels off the market. Same with copper. Um what about the currency issue? I know we've talked a lot here today about removing the dollar from the equation, how the DXY is not symbolic of purchasing strength. Um, do you believe the precious metals come back as some form of money? Do you think people are going to use them or, or where are we going with, with that whole situation? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to enter like, uh, it, like I like to go to IMF.org sometimes, and you can kind of see what these people are actually thinking. You know, they're not going to say these things on uh, Fox News and CNBC or anything. But if you go read their white paper, sometimes they'll be a little more candid than you might expect. And they used to, I think they used to talk a lot more about, you know, gold being a part of the system officially. And now it's moving more towards the central bank digital currency. But, you know, I do think gold is going to enter the financial system it's going to play a much bigger role, whether that's officially recognized by you know, the IMF and these other entities. To, to be honest, I, I, I've got questions about that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not the best one to ask. Yeah, I got you. Talk a little bit about, Steve, your service. I know that you offer charting services. You have the pro service. Now you're offering another one to people, and it seems really interesting, and it's built around community. I think people will be really interested to learn about this. Yeah, we, we're making some major changes over at uh, Silver Chartist, and one of them, we just launched a new website, and there's also a mobile app that you can get on your iPhone or your Android or your mobile device. And like you said, it's going to be a lot more community, and I think it's just going to facilitate 
I'm still on Twitter. I'm still on social media, but I think people are sick of that. I'm sick of it. And this is a, mm-hmm. our own platform. that's not controlled by some third party. I'm not getting advertised to about what happened at the Oscars last week or some news I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that's there. It's just people who are like-minded. We're pursuing our goals. We're sharpening each other. And it's it's just a nice, nice safe place to exchange ideas and encourage each other along the way. So uh, really excited about that. And, um, you know, there, there's a unique link for your listeners if anyone wants to check it out, uh, silverchartispros.com. If you'd like to check that out and see what we have to offer. Yeah, Awesome. So the, the other service that you have, kind of break it down a little bit, how it's different from your pro service. Yeah, so we did introduce a new tier of service. The Silver Chartist Pro is an over-the-shoulder look at what exact, exactly what I'm doing with my longer-term portfolio. You get real-time buy-sell alerts, an over-the-shoulder look. You also get mining stock commentary from Jeff Clark. But the, this new tier of service, it's only a few bucks more, uh, includes uh, trading alerts. I'm, I'm an active shorter-term trader, but that's not mm-hmm. for everyone. So I don't want to, like be sending out short-term trading alerts to people who are long-term investors because the, the, the signals could, it could send the wrong message. So we, we set parsed out a separate service for people who are looking to trade with the goal of generating monthly cash flow. Okay. Fantastic. So you're going to be at the conference next week and the title of your presentation is how to craft a personalized long-term exit strategy. Can you give us the real quick elevator pitch preview of what you'll be talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. How to craft a long-term exit strategy. I like to go back and study mm-hmm. previous bull markets. And if you go back to the 1970s bull market, there were so many people, I shouldn't say so many, but a lot of people who, who nailed it. I mean, they were holding silver, holding gold. They were in, in the right uh, you know, sectors. And then we saw this big run up to $50 silver and very few took profits along the way. And most of them were bag holders for a, de- a few decades after. I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to happen this time. However, it does highlight the importance of having a, an exit strategy. What are your goals? What are your plans to exit these sectors? Because I do think there's going to come a time where silver becomes extremely overvalued and other things become undervalued. And we need to have a plan ahead of time for you know, how you're going to rotate out of overvalued assets into undervalued. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's what this, this summit is all about. It's about giving people strategies in which uh, they can do stuff because the world is changing before our eyes. There's a, a lot going on. So what I'm going to do real quick is just share the view of uh, the website for those of you ha- who have not at this time registered. We invite you to register. It's going to be free. It's going to be April 27th. These times are central. So 12 p.m. central to actually it's going to go about 3.30, but we're going to leave the doors open a little while after. Um, I'll be talking about gold, why this time is different. This is the same presentation I gave on Money, Metals, and Mines a, a couple of weeks ago. Not all of you got to see it, so we'll give it here at the conference. Steve is going to come right after me and talk about uh, long-term exit strategy. We have Jerry Huang, my good friend from Gemini Capital, talking about trading color systems. Then we're going to have all these guys, all these really smart guys who have been doing this for a lot longer than me, Nick, David, Stewart, and David Smith, coming on to talk about anything that you guys want to talk about in a round table and we'll answer questions there as well for those of you that have questions for them then for about an hour and a half we're going to do a one-on-one conversation i'll come on screen you guys can come on screen and we can just chat about the markets i think right now more than anything steve and you probably can confirm this from your subscribers people really know want to know what to do and i think that's what you're trying to help them out with silver charters to say hey here's my trading strategies here's what we're doing here's positioning and here's some education on the market to to help you position and I think it's really important in a time like now because with so many things changing, you kind of have to fight through all the noise and get to what the data tells you. Yep, 100%. I'm, I'm really excited for this conference next week. And 
I like to say mm-hmm. self-education yields the highest return on investment. And that's what a conference like this is. It's self-education so that we can you know, not be a victim to what's coming, but we can prosper in this, in this environment. Yeah. Well, Steve, we know you're on the road. We're going to let you get back to it. Thank you so much for joining the program again. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you again next week. You bet. Thanks, brother. Thank you.